today's about. We fight for a short hair dog and that name across your chest. Today is a, kind of a bittersweet day in that uh, I still love the game. I still love my guys. But it's time for us to go a different road. You know, I'm honored to be sitting here today. Um, I'm humbled to be sitting here today and having the opportunity uh, to be the next, you know, head football coach at Wofford College. Welcome in to the Short Haired Dog, home of your 2017 SOCON champion, Wofford Terriers. I'm your host, Michael Bennett, alongside me tonight, my co-host slash best friend slash brother, Kevin Bennett. How you doing tonight, KB? I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? Well, you know, much better than I deserve. Mm-hmm. I will say that. And this is what, episode nine? Nine. We're already nine into this thing. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> considering our schedules yeah it's it's impressive that we ever get any out yeah and i mean that's the thing about it it's been a long time since we've since episode eight it seems like but it has man especially my schedule and now you calling games and stuff it's uh schedules get a little hectic so we do the best we can but uh we've had a had a lot happen here since episode eight um terriers kind of rounded out their coaching staff um which is impressive to say the least, I think. Okay. Um, you know, they got kind of what we said from the get-go. You get some guys that's been around, been with the program, and then you bring in new guys. And, um, you know, when Coach Conklin took the job, he kind of hinted at that they were going to try to keep that option offense. And pretty much everyone's sticking around from the offensive side of the ball, coaching-wise. And then he Except for – the offensive line coach. Right. We'll have a new offensive line um, coach. But, um, and I said almost everyone. Um, but, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't correct me when I'm not when I'm not wrong. <laughs> when you're not wrong. Yeah. Well, that's not very often that um, you're not. And Trey Johnson is the new um, offensive line coach, which I think is a fantastic hire. Huh, um, I think he's going really? to be great. Um, defensively, um, you know, you keep Rob Green, you keep Wheeler, um, and then you got – uh, you know, new crop of guys, Conklin's guys. Yeah. And, um, but it's a mix of some younger guys in there. Um, you, you know, pair them up with the, the likes of Wade and other guys on the coaching staff, and I think it's a great mixture, and I think it's an, an all-star coaching staff. I know it's some names that we may have not heard before, but, you know, I'm I've, I'm encouraged. Everything I've read about all these guys, their resumes coming in, I think it's – I think Coach Conklin knows what he's doing. He's built a – coaching staff full of recruiters first of all and good football coaches and um we've said it in the last couple of episodes definitely expecting good things from the terriers in the 2018 season yeah getting into some of those guys that are um, new to this staff um let me i got to pulled up here let's go through them how's that sound kb roll with it all right so of course josh conklin new head coach in case you've been under a rock for the last couple of months. Uh, he is the new coach, no longer Mike Ayers. Wade Lang, still the offensive coordinator. Right. And you said, Kevin, that you thought a cornerstone would be that you thought was needed. Do you think Wade is indeed that cornerstone on offense? Absolutely. 
and I think he was the right person to be that cornerstone in this in this coaching staff. Okay. Um, here's a name I'm having trouble with, and I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe I sound stupid, but I'm Sam Seifkis. That sounds about right. I don't know, but he's the defensive coordinator slash inside linebackers coach. Right. So, and and I think we've kind of forgot to mention, literally half of our defensive staff from last year is now at Georgia Tech. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rise is gone. Defensive line. Uh Shieldwood gone. Uh Gasparato to Appalachian State. Right. So that um so Sivkis is gonna be the defensive coordinator and he's gonna fill the spot, I guess, of <sighs> Gasparato. Yes. Uh, I guess because he's not gonna coach coach safeties, I guess they're gonna they they actually got one of the guys who was like a quality control and his name is Elir. In many. Okay. But I've seen his name. He's a younger guy, too. But he's actually – I think he was, like, maybe defensive quality control last year. And now okay. he's going to be a um, actually the safeties coach. So, let's keep going here. So, Seifkis is going to be the defensive coordinator. We believe it's Seifkis. If, if I'm wrong and I'm an idiot, then I'm an idiot. Uh, Freddie Brown going to be wide receivers coach. He's back. Right. Uh, B.J. Connolly is going to be back, tight ends coach. I think he's another guy that, that – does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. I would agree. We've noticed him on the sidelines. Yeah. He's uh he's kind of one of those in between guys who's kind of a communicator between upstairs and downstairs. It seems like to me. We may be completely wrong, but that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, and also I feel like he's just a guy that these players, he's not really one to chew people out, and I think you need some of those calming people yeah. over there. Um, so and then safety's coach, I think it's Elir and Minnie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Good I, try, though. I'm trying. Yeah. You know, I I don't know these guys personally, but I'm just trying to. So he's the safeties coach. That, that was the guy I was telling you about the young guy who, Rob Green, going to coach the defensive backs, and he was actually with Conklin at Pitt. Right. So, yep. um, then Trey Johnson, you mentioned him earlier, off new offensive line coach. Uh, so he'll be new. But you remember he started for three years. Yep. As the starting center, and then you have Dane Romero. He's back. Alan Smith, another Wofford guy, Wofford grad who I forgot existed. Well, until he resurfaced. Yep. I mean, and I like him. I think he's going to do good. Well, you could say that about 95% of the Wofford players of the past 10 years. You forget all about them until you pop up. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. A lot of them. That's what I'm saying. But no no offense to Coach Smith. It's just, you know, (laughs) like. Well, it's kind of like take Tommy Irvin for example. Have you thought of Tommy <laughs> Irvin in the last ten years? No, Tommy Irvin has not crossed my mind. Now you have. <laughs> See there, he was good. Yeah, no, but just think about about any just random player. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Wade Francis. <laughs> mm-hmm. hadn't, hadn't crossed your mind, huh? Yeah. Oh, what about Justice Joslin? Never. <laughs> Finn Allen. Finn Allen was a good tight end. He was. I feel like he played nine years. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, did he? Played four, right? Yeah, definitely played four. Okay, so I know we're chasing rapids here. John Wheeler, outside linebackers coach slash special teams. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, – he's back. Back. Another guy. And then the rest of the people, football operations, Joe Lassane's still on here, uh, Antley, um, and I, I don't, I'm done pronouncing names. Okay. Because so, these guys are offensive quality control. All right. Now, I've often thought about what do those guys actually do? I mean, no, def- no, like, I feel like they work very hard. Oh, there's no doubt that I they feel- work extremely hard. But I, I've always thought, I wonder what they do. What do they do so hard? Yeah, because you know that they put in the hours to be, I mean, 
you know yeah. what? How it's a year-round process. It absolutely is. And I'm is. sure they probably work as hard as anybody there. But I've always thought, what do you do? I, I thought I thought it was like video. I think that's probably what they do. Um, and then you know uh, another another you know squad of employees that I don't think get enough love are the equipment guys. Oh, gee. Those dudes have a tough job. I know you got to not only you got to wash all that stuff. Like it's cool opening the boxes. And you're like. Oh, helmets. Sweet. You know, like, or. Like you think, man, those pearly white jerseys look really good on the road. Yeah, until they go out there and play on them for. <laughs> Get grass stains all 60 over minutes and then yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. till they hit Goodson in the middle of that Gangcock in the middle of Williams-Brice Stadium and he's. Smear his, red all across. The side of him is garnet. Yeah. You know, it takes a good staff to clean those up and then. But, you know, you got to have all the uniforms put out before the game. Like, yeah. that's got to take hours. Oh, I know, but at least, at least Wofford doesn't have the helmet decals. Right. Have you ever seen, like, at South Carolina when they do that, they literally bring just random students in there? You have to. In like, to one guy done. doing that, it would take them three weeks. Like, there's, oh, there's no, no doubt. doubt. Yeah, I know, but I, I just thought that was – anyway, I, they, I, I totally agree. They don't get enough glory. They don't, and, I mean, I, I think there's so many people behind the scenes that don't get enough love, and – Ayers kind of – Coach Ayers kind of, you know, reiterated that in his press conference, the people that are behind the scenes that people don't see. They never get things. Even the, like the, said, the person, yeah. like, takes out his trash in his, you know, in his <laughs> office and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's those kind of people that, you know, that keep the program running. Obviously, you got the big dogs that are making the coaching decisions and, you know, building the young men out there on the field. But there's there's people behind the scenes, like the equipment guys and the quality control coaches and things like that there. You know, they they're very important. They are. So, anyway, we just want to give a shout-out to all those guys out there who never are in the limelight, but they're doing their thing. Yeah. So, shout-out to those guys. All right, so we have a special interview mm-hmm. on behalf of National Signing Day. I think that's pretty much going to do it for the staff. Anything else you want to add? No. Um, you know, we – like I said, when we were first, even before Coach Conklin was hired, um, we made the statement that, you know – we felt that there were some, you know, some question marks on the defensive side of the ball this la- this last year, and you know, statistics show they were close to what they've been in the past. But I know what I saw with my eyes, and you know, people can people can say what they want to. They just weren't as good as they've been in the past. I I I, I can definitely agree with what you're saying. And, but I, that's not saying that their defense didn't keep them in the ball game because it did. A lot and of times. I would say three fourths of the games that we played this year and, and the wins, the, like the close wins, the defense kept us in the game. And I will have to give them credit; they did. But in games that you would expect them, you know, to really gear down and, and play well and keep us in the game, I guess I'm really talking about North Dakota State. It's just that. It seemed that we were out coached on the defensive side. And, of the ball. and I mean, not even that game. I mean, ETSU got way too many yards. I mean, they made right. that quarterback look like a Devlin Hodges at Sanford. I mean, yeah, and yeah. and that's not. I don't. I don't think you're saying that it's taking a shot, but I think you're more of saying a change may be not the worst thing in the world. It right. may be one of those situations to sort of, you know, I've often been, uh, you know, seen a lot of times in my life. You know, you can have, <clears throat> you can hear the same voices a lot, and and they really hit home but sometimes you have somebody come in there and make some little tweaks you'd be amazed at how much of a difference that can make so and 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 getting back to what you're saying statistically i was looking at some of these guys that the the defensive coordinator syfkis i think is how you pronounce it i don't know maybe they'll tweet me and tell me that i tell me how to pronounce it correctly but looking at that you know 
he, he had some really good numbers at the places he was at. I know that were smaller places, places that most most no one no one's ever heard of. But statistically, his teams have been right at the top in in their respective leagues. Yeah. So maybe he can bring that same thing to Wofford, and you know, we said it with Coach Conklin, and I think the same thing should be said with the staff is that we got to give these guys a chance, just like Coach Conklin. Some of yeah. these guys that. You know, maybe we may have never heard of, and we may not know anything about. We may have question marks about their resume and things like that. And I'm not saying I have question marks about anybody, but we got to give them a chance, and we got to give them an opportunity to prove themselves. And I, and I think Kevin, it's one of those things that we should know pretty soon. Yeah, because there's not, there shouldn't be. Maybe I'm totally wrong by saying this, but I don't see any huge glaring weaknesses that the coaching staff's going to really they're not going to have an, an opportunity to really thrive this year. I can't think of a position. There are none. I yeah. mean, it, we, we're losing some starters on the offensive line, but a lot of young guys had to play last year due yeah. to injury. So I don't really see that as any kind of weakness. Pretty much every position we got, everybody coming back. I yeah. mean, you would say, I would say maybe Brandon Goodson being and to Joe Newman would be one of the you know biggest question marks. Not that we're, I don't think Joe Newman is going to be outstanding because I think he is. It's just that we got used to the consistent play of Brandon Goodson last year, and now you throw Joe Newman, who's a different quarterback. We've said it. We said it last year. They're two completely different quarterbacks. But I think we're going to see. I think we're going to get back to the glory days of the Walford offense this year. Um, I think. Coach Lang, like he did last year, like he's done in the past couple of years, he's tweaked some things. He hasn't gone crazy and done anything wild, but he's tweaked it to, you know, we're starting to get a little bit more modern on the offensive side of the ball. That's what I like. That's what <laughs> yeah. I like to call it. And, you know, I think we're going to see it this uh, more this season in the next, you know, in the next two years of Joe Newman. I think they're going to really open it up for him. And um, I think we're going to see him throw the ball some. And, Mike, I've told you this. If Joe Newman can stay healthy all next year, I don't see any reason why he won't be approaching a thousand yards rushing on the season. Honestly, yeah, as I know. quick and elusive as he is, I mean, we've seen it so many times in his, you know, in his limited playing time in his first two years. He gets a step on him, he's gone. I oh mean, yeah, he makes the right move, he's gone. And um, man, it's just <laughs> the more and more I think about it, the more pumped up I get about the the 2018 season. I think this is just going to be. And I and I, Lord knows I hope I'm right because I'm gonna be really bummed if we're not very good. <laughs> but I think we're gonna be outstanding. We got everybody coming back, and and you keep using the word tweaked, Mike. I think that's what's gonna happen. They're just gonna tweak some things that have kind of been questionable in the past. I think we're gonna try to tweak some things, and I, I'm really expecting good things. And Mike, before we get into our national signing day and our and our interview that we've been looking forward to. Um, Speaking of tweaking, did you see the picture that um, we tweeted out? I guess it was, what day was it? Thursday? Yeah, I I have seen it. It was, um, and I pointed it out. We got a, we in got the, a. In the big picture. In the huge picture, I was like, what is that over there? And I zoomed in, I was like, Mike, I believe that's a gold jersey. And you were like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm not 100% I, I sure. I was saying it was the lighting. Yeah. <laughs> But a, uh, I mean, let's be real. Some people's not gonna don't think this amounts to anything. But as <laughs> uniform guys, I was uh, when I when we got the up close up close picture. I was sitting at work 
And uh, and we can thank Derek for that, who got it from someone else. Right. But when you sent me that picture, I was like, oh, boy. And we just tweeted it out without their permission. But right. we felt like, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. So mm-hmm. we're sorry yeah. that we used your picture. Whoever sent it out, that was a great picture, and we appreciate it. But you, <laughs> but you have, you, you know. You have no idea what a blessing you've been to us. Right. And you have just shown all of the Walford Walford faithful, you know, what's in the works on the uniform side of the ball. And, Mike, I do want to say, in our last episode, I think I made the statement. I haven't went back and listened to it, but I thought I remembered saying that I didn't want gold jerseys. You did say that. But here's the, but here is what I meant by that. Oh, we're going to eat some crow now? What? No, I'm not eating crow. <laughs> okay. All I'm right. just saying I think the shade of gold that they pick for these jerseys are perfect. Now, now Kevin, I will say, but you did say the whole time, that that you'd be okay with gold jerseys if the they golds match. match. Yeah. We, that that is huge. The golds need to match in all aspects of football. If you have gold in your uniform, in your color scheme, they need to match because Notre Dame is a disaster. Even all sports, like we're yeah. not not even not yeah. even just football, but especially in football with the helmets. Like if everything's gold and you're like you said, the golds don't match. It's terrible. I mean, I know we we said that last episode, yeah. but yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. so I will have to say, looking at these jerseys, and even with sweat, which is going to happen, it feels like to me that this was the right shade of gold, and I am all in, all in on the gold jerseys. Okay, just just kind of kind of segue here. Do you think they have them, like oh, all of them already there? I don't see, know. See, like <laughs> I don't think they do. See, like Dad thinks they have them. You think so? He th- he thinks that they've already got them, and they're just. And I told him, what if it's just like a prototype and they never wear it? Like, what if they're just testing it out to see what the people think? Oh, well, I'm all in. I think most people are going to be for that. And I'm just, one, uh, even more than the gold pants, or the gold jersey for me were those black pants. And I've been calling for black pants for years. (laughs) I know, the black pants change everything to to, That has to happen. We have to throw those into the rotation. All All black at home. You know, black pants on the road. That's gonna look great. And if we if we got those gold jerseys, we gotta go all gold. One year. It's gonna one, happen. One game. It's gonna happen. I just hope it's not against a pretty good team, and then we lose. Yeah. And then we never wear them again. Here's but I a, don't think they're that superstitious. So, Mike, since our last episode, it looks like we may have you know the uniforms that we've been calling for. If we run out to black back in black against the Citadel, I'm. I'm going to be I'm calling goosebumps, it. I'm still buddy. calling for it. So anybody that happens to listen to this that pulls strings at Walford, I'm calling for it right now from this podcast that we need back in black as that entrance again. And here's the thing. The pump-up videos are very well done, like especially the last couple of years. And the basketball ones, we've been to some games at the at the indoor stadium, you know, the last couple of weeks. Those hype videos are great. If we can get a hype video like that yeah, uh, before the game and then you hear those bells ringing and it's back in black, dude, dude. And we come out in all black or come out in gold jerseys. <laughs> are you kidding me? There's no there's no team that's going to stand a chance. I'm telling you. I think they could bring, bring Alabama in there. Well, actually, UCF, they're the real national champions, right? <sighs> Please don't start that garbage. <laughs> but – Mike, I'm just, like I said, everything that I've been reading and seeing from the prospects that we've signed to the new uniforms to the coaching staff, man, I'm optimistic. I think it's, uh, I think we're headed in the right direction. I think so too. I'm really excited and um, I I just really am. And I don't know if it's just 
my Wofford fandom or just my – I think from all ways you look at it, it's something to be excited about. So I agree. National Signing Day was – Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So we got a special guest, our our homeboy, our go-to guy, our kind of our insider, our behind-the-scenes guy, Derek Dye. Our day one. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. It's yeah. going to – Bless us with some of his recruiting knowledge. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but Derek knows a lot about recruiting. So we're going to hear from him, and he's going to be our interview for the National Signing Day show. I guess this is what that is. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a quick break, and then we're going to have Derek Dye on the other end of this. You're listening to the short-haired dog. Now joined by Derek Dye, our Terrier insider, a huge Walford fan, and uh, – Derek, uh, kind of tell some of our listeners who you are. I know you've uh, been in contact with me really since day one and been behind the scenes with a lot of our stuff. Just maybe tell who you are and uh, how you know so much about, about recruiting and, and stuff like that. Just just give our listeners a little brief summary about you. Well, my name's Derek Dye, and uh, I'm from Enterprise, Alabama. And uh, the way I'm connected to Wofford is my brother, Michael Hobbs, a former alum and player, Michael signed with Wofford out of high school, and ever since then, after his playing career and finishing school, I've been just a rabid Wofford Terrier fan, and every single year I keep up with everything from recruiting to the season, even follow uh, the basketball, so I'm just a big Wofford fan ever since, and uh, I've always been a recruiting guy, uh, whether I hear I pull for Alabama, so I'm an Alabama fan, but besides Alabama, Wofford's my team, and I just keep up with all kinds of recruiting, and uh, my brother out of high school, I helped him in the recruiting process. Uh, things have changed even since then, but uh, back then, I had a list of schools from FBS schools that I thought were realistic for Michael to FCS schools and even a few D2 schools, and uh, back then, we'd send out DVD after DVD about every day and I would talk to coach after coach on the telephone and uh and that's uh how Wofford came about all them years ago we actually watched the 2003 semifinal game on tv here in Alabama against Delaware and at that time I'd never even heard of Wofford nor Michael and I said let's add them to the list and well we got them out to Wofford and I made contact with coach Wade Lang and that's how Michael became a terrier so all I can say is go Terriers. I'm just a rabid fan. All right, so you talked about knowing your stuff in recruiting. Uh, just just talk about this class in particular. Uh, talk about some of the guys on there that, that maybe stand out to you. And just uh, how, would you, how would you rank this class, you know, top to bottom? On paper, considering the circumstances with the coaching turnover and Coach Ayers retired and Coach Conklin coming in, I think they did a very solid job in keeping uh, some of the guys that were on board intact. And I would, on paper, I would give this a very solid, I would say, B-plus rating. I think it's a solid um, class, and I'm looking forward to a lot of these guys contributing and stepping up and helping Wofford take that next step, getting us to a national title one of these days. So who who are some guys maybe that you'd like to mention from this uh, from this class that that really uh, stick out to you? Well, one one of the main ones that just really stand out to me personally is T.J. Neal out of Nashville. I believe he's going to uh, be an outside linebacker for us, and I think this kid's 
he's got that. I just think he's got he's got what it takes to be an all SoCon performer, possibly all American. I just think he's the real deal, and I I, I really like his future at Wofford. He's explosive off the ball. He's got a knack for the football. Finds the football, makes plays defensively, wrecks havoc. And if especially strength and conditioning program, he puts on ten to twenty pounds. Look out, because I think this kid has a very high ceiling. Hey, Derek, Kevin here. Um, you know, looking at the looking at this class, um, obviously we got one quarterback commitment in uh, Jimmy Warrick. What can you tell us about the uh, about Warrick? You know, the the quarterback coming in in this year's class. Well, I really like Jimmy Weirick, and I think he's what I would call just – I think he's solid. I don't think we're losing anything in him. I think he's got a high potential, and I just think he's solid. I think he's possibly one day going to be a starter, if not a, a solid backup. I just think from day one this kid will contribute, and I think it was a great pickup as a quarterback. Um he looks real good on film. I've spoke with someone else connected to the Wofford family. I would kind of uh, compare him to an Evan Jacks slash Brad Butler hybrid. The kid can make plays with his feet. He's just he's he's just good with the ball in his hands. And I, I I'm really I feel good about Jimmy and what he can bring to the program. Well, Derek, I've had the chance to uh, to look at some film of some of these guys as well, and. One guy um, that really jumped off the, the screen to me is uh, the little Kentucky running back, DeMarier Van Cleve. Um, he was named Kentucky's Mr. Football. Um, he's small. I mean, 5'7", 155 pounds. But, I mean, he, he had, you know, just great stats receiving and running the ball and then played a little bit of defense as well. But, I mean, this kid, he reminds me of, you know, a Blake Morgan or a Will Gay or one of these guys going to, come out of the backfield, catch the ball, but also going to be able to, you know, take the option outside and things as well. I mean, he, he was very quick. Um, like I said, small, but sometimes that's, you know, that's a good thing in our offense. So um, what, what, what do you have to say about, about Van Cleve? I agree with a lot of what you said. And to be honest with you, the kid, high school ball, no doubt, he's a playmaker, stands out. And – I think he's someone in the future, more so than just halfback, I think he's somebody that could be that return specialist that we have lacked for years that could be explosive in the punt return or kick return game that could make plays there to make difference in some future ball games. That's I'm looking at him more so as a specialist guy with his speed and playability and that size. I think he could really do some big things there in the future. But at the same time, I think he, he would be a solid halfback for us, and I agree with a lot of what you said. I was a little skeptical about his size, obviously, at first. But it is what it is. We're Wofford with our scheme, halfbacks. We do pick up some undersize. I understand that, even though personally I would like to see us go – get some halfbacks, kind of like the Colby Wood kid we signed this year, maybe in that 5'9", 5'10", 185 to 200-pound range. But Van Cleve is definitely a playmaker, and I'm I'm fine with us signing him. I think he's got upside. And like I said, I me personally, I feel like he could be that it factor in, in the return game especially. Well, I'll tell you what, Derek um... – 
the guy that really came to mind when I was watching him, and you, even you just said the return specialist, was Mike Rucker. He was a guy that was just quick, and then he was a return specialist. I mean, he was a kickoff return. He's probably one of the best, if not the best, kick returner we've we've had in recent that's a, memory. That's a great that's a great comparison. I I agree a lot with that. That's a that's a great comparison. Um, and then you know, getting getting into the you know the trenches, uh, one guy that stood out to me was uh, Nick Russo from Chester, New Jersey. Um, he's a big boy, 6'2", 290, and uh, I was watching. I, I I saw a little bit of film of him, and he was just you know flattening dudes, pancaking dudes. So you 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 have stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I am very very high on Mr. Nick Russo out of New Jersey. Um, and besides Nick Russo, let me tell you something. The three we signed on the offensive line side, I'm very high on each one of them. But there's something about the Russo kid on film. He's just got that that it to it, and it, it, physically he's got it, and he's got that nastiness about him that really excites me. But don't get me wrong, right there with Russo, we could. If you would have told me we we were going to sign three linemen this year with Al Hogan, Nick Russo, and Quashawn Greenley, I'm sold. Three solid, solid. Offensive lineman prospects and fellas, I'm gonna tell you this: our offensive line in general, with what we got coming back this year and the future, especially with these three guys, looks very bright. I'm I am ecstatic about it. I mean, the, even the class last year, a few names just to throw out of there from last year: we uh, Big Mo Armand, Elliot Campbell, Zach Kurtz, several others, along with uh, people like. Uh, the Burger Kid and a few others. I think we are stockpiling on the offensive line, and I'm excited, especially with these three we've added this year. I I, I couldn't be happier. Well, Derek, kind of finishing out, you know, my my input here. I've, I've got to do a little bit of research on some of these guys, but obviously not as much as as much as you have. But the one the one kid that you know I've, I've, I want to kind of keep an eye on is Dre Yarbo from um, Greenwood. Um, I, I got to see a little bit of film and being here in South Carolina, we've seen him on the highlights on the, at, on the news after every Friday night game. And I mean, he played a little bit of quarterback and actually broke some of Armani Edwards records at, at Greenwood. And everybody knows what Armani Edwards ended up doing. So, um, Greenwood seems to be one of those places that puts out, you know, college football talent, be it DJ Swearinger, Josh Norman, or Kelsey Quarles and Armani Edwards. So, Yarbo is an, he's another smaller guy, like I said, five five eight, one sixty five, but he's listed as an athlete. So that I mean, when you got a kid that can do all that, you know, is an electric player like he was in high school, coming from a powerhouse South Carolina, you know, high school program, um, you just never know what you know what Coach Conklin off and then the offensive staffs can be able to do with a kid like that, or even you know as an athlete having play on the other side of the ball. You just you just never know with a kid like that. So that's that was the one the one that was kind of under the radar signing that I I think everyone maybe need to keep an eye on. I agree with you and I like that pickup after I broke down broke down his film. Now what little bit I've heard and seen online, it sounds like they're gonna try to give him a shot at a at a corner. But me personally, I feel like in our system, if things don't work out at corner especially with the size. Me, personally, I like the bigger cornerbacks, especially this day and age. But to me, uh, Dre Yarbrough, to me, looks like he could be a great halfback fit for us in the future. 
I know this is kind of off subject here, Derek, but uh, you know, you actually sent me the picture of the uh, the uniform uh, combination there, and uh, who somebody else actually sent it to you. Just talk about, you know, what were your initial thoughts? You know, how do you feel about the uniform uh, situation? And if Derek Dye were in were were over the equipment staff, what would you come out in the first game? Well, first of all, guys, I'm a traditionalist. And I think we have clean-looking uniforms for what it is. But at the same time, don't get me wrong, I like a little change. Like, uh, for example, if I was over, I would like uh, I would like to have a set of white pants as well as the black that we are going to have. I would like, you know, every now and then a white-on-white away. Uh, maybe also at home, just change it up with white and black pants and the gold pants. And... Uh, I'm all about the simple, traditional, all-gold helmet. But I wouldn't mind maybe having just – I'm not flashy. I don't like the chrome helmets and all that kind of deal. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind having maybe an all-black uniform with a black helmet and having just the simple, classic, signature Wofford W on that helmet and all-black. So I wouldn't mind that, you know, maybe tweaking a little there, but nothing drastic but change I'm fine with. So uh, what you're saying is kind of getting an alternate look. Right. I got you. Don't go overboard. Keep it classy and traditional, but at the same time, you can have – it is today's times. Mix it up a little bit and look clean. All right, so you and I were talking off air, and – we were talking about how, you know, the recruiting class actually, I know this is getting back to recruiting here, but we talked about how, uh, you know, considering the circumstances, what this, what this staff was able to do, uh, talk you know, me and you are, pr- are pretty confident in how things will go moving forward. Just kind of share with our listeners what, what you told to me about what you think this staff will be capable of once they have, you know, a year or two under their belt and, and, these prospects know what they're getting. They won't be, you know, kind of some uncertainty that we had this offseason. Right. And I, I'm obviously I'm very high on Coach Conklin. I think he was the perfect fit for Wofford considering Coach Ayer's retirement. I, I couldn't have asked for anyone better as far as the hire, in my opinion. So I, I have a lot of confidence in Coach Conklin. Um, his resume speaks for itself. Um as, I mean, the man has uh, – he's been in the SOCON as a as a position coach with us as well as a D.C. at the Citadel, and then from there his career has flourished. I mean, he's been a position coach in the SEC at Tennessee, a D.C. at FIU, and, I mean, right before we came to Walford, I mean, at a, a D.C. at Pitt in the Power Five under uh, Narduzzi, so – I'm just really high on Coach Conklin, and I, I have faith in him that he is going to lead us in a in a good direction and uh, add add some things. That, so we're going to be Wofford, but at the same time, I think he's going to add some things, and there's going to be there's going to be uh, some good times at Wofford. And as far as recruiting, I think uh, I look personally. I think we've got a, a high high upside this year, even with a new head coach and uh, some new staff members, but uh, I'm expecting at least uh, no less than what we did this year. I just just have that kind of faith in our kids and what we have returning and the recruiting. 
I think will expand uh, maybe into some places, possibly up more into the northeast, maybe from Virginia all the way to Pennsylvania, up in that area uh, under Conklin. So we may land a few more kids up in, up in, up in some other states, you know, besides Ohio and Kentucky and Florida, Georgia and South Carolina and North Carolina. So I, I'm just real high on uh, the future of Wofford under Coach Conklin. Well, uh, Derek, we appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your schedule to talk to us. And I tell you what, man, this has been fun. Have Have you had fun talking to us as much as we have listened to you? I have fun. I have fun. Period. When it comes to Wofford, if it's just me by myself, when I get a chance to get online and from everything from Twitter to any other social media, I just love keeping up with the tears. I'm looking for us. Like all of us, I mean, I was more than pleased this year with the year we had, but of course, I personally believe that we are, have a chance to win a national championship at Wofford, and I'm looking forward to that day to come, and I, I, I just think we're going to get there eventually. Well, Derek, we appreciate your time, appreciate you talking to us, and uh, we got to get you back on here, man. Got to get you back on here pr- real soon. Yes, and I appreciate everything that you guys do as well as many others I know do, but I'm so glad that you guys started this and had the podcast. Y'all do an amazing job and and couldn't ask for anyone any better than you two guys. Y'all do a great job. We appreciate that, Derek. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to get you back on uh, real soon. We enjoyed this a lot. And uh, being the being the insider, you know, getting uh, getting some inside scoops and stuff, we'll definitely have to get you back on and uh, so you can shed some light on the, on the Terriers. All right. Sounds good, fellas. All right, Derek, we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy, man. All right, y'all too. Welcome back into episode nine of the Short-Haired Dog. Mike, a great interview with Derek Dye there. Um, definitely going to have to get him back on. Uh, maybe he can be our Walford insider. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have near as much time on my hands to, you know, do the research and the useless sports knowledge like I've had in the past. Working at the bank is putting a, put a damper on that. So I don't think Derek has time either. No, that's not what he I'm saying. He just makes it hard. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just that serious about it. Right. Absolutely. And I just I don't I don't know why. Like I said, he's been a day one guy for us. Uh, when we released that first episode, I think he he reached out immediately. Yeah, he reached out, followed us both on Twitter, and uh, he's been a day one guy. So um, shout out to to Derek, and definitely gonna have to get him back on. I think some. Some post game recaps and stuff would be a lot of be a lot of fun with him, and uh, you know we still got a still got some time leading up to the season. Probably too much time, uh, especially amped up as we are right now um, after the signing day. But you know spring mm-hmm. practice is coming up quick, so we can get some spring practice reports. And um, I'm really I'm really looking forward I'm really looking forward to it. I am too, Kevin. And talking about this off season, we've got some players lined up um, that to to be on interviews, but. We just we thought that National Signing Day was so important, and that's something that we really hadn't talked about in any of the others. Right. So we felt like we needed to really focus on that one. I, there's some real, there's a few guys that I'm really looking forward to hearing from, and um, I know they'll probably listen to this and just know that uh, we're we're planning on um, getting you during the off season because that's Kevin's like you said too much time almost. Right. And I think we've made the decision. I'm going to go ahead and say we've made the decision to make this a Walford football podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll sprinkle in some basketball and baseball and stuff, yeah. you know, it, when it, you know, is appropriate. Um, basketball season, they're in the, they're right in the middle of it. Struggled a little bit here in the last couple of weeks, but I agree with you, Mike. I think this needs to be a, a Walford football. No offense to any of the basketball or baseball players. If any of them want to come on and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. shed some light on their programs, by all means, feel free but, to. But, Kevin, it's one of those situations where, and I, and I know you feel the same way, 
if you couldn't do it right, and with our schedules away, I mean, I call high school basketball. I, I haven't seen hardly any Wofford games this year other than the Saturday games. Right. And just because I have to call my own games, you know, on the radio and stuff like that, and it's tough. And it's one of those situations where if you can't do it right, I don't want to do it. That's you, the thing, And, and you've got to watch so many games. Like football, most of the time you don't work on Saturdays, so you can, you know, watch the games or go to the games or whatever. But basketball they play every, you know, every couple of days. And – I mean, call it whatever you want, but I just felt like in order to do it right, I thought we needed to kind of shrink down what we're doing. And I, and I think that's okay. I mean, I think that most people listen to it um, at this point, are, I mean, are football people. So, you know, and like you said, we're going to sprinkle some stuff in there, but it was one of those situations where we just thought that um, if you can't do it right, don't do it. Well, I'm just going to tell it like it is. There's so many Joe Blow writers and radio personalities in quotations that think they they don't know anything and try to get on there and act like they know everything they haven't watched a game they haven't done any analysis yeah. and they're gonna go out like they know everything and I, I kevin actually i started to interrupt you but i heard one this week a guy say he said man how the how the times have changed Furman and clay Hendricks are the are the new are, are the new team on top and walford after losing mike ears is now in a time of rebuilding what Rebuilding. An what an idiot. It, I told Derek about that, and he was like, hey, maybe he needs to peep the roster, man. I mean, look who's coming back. It's ridiculous. Rebuilding, that's absurd. Well, like I said, all these Joe Blows and Blowhards out here trying to do all this stuff and the act, experts like, they're, and act like they're experts, yeah. they don't know anything. So we're going to come right out and say we don't have the time to watch all of the Walford basketball games. Like, I'll watch them, but I don't have time to sit there and analyze them like we do football. I don't get a chance to go to the games. Uh, baseball, they play so many. It's hard. It's hard. It is. And unless it's your job to be, you know, a beat writer or to do that all the time, it's hard to do. And we just don't have the time. I got a full-time job. You're doing radio, you know, in union. So it, it's tough. So we're just going to come right out and say it. We don't have the time, and we don't feel like we would be able to adequately, you know, portray what's really going on. So we're not gonna we're not gonna put on a front like some of the guys out there do. And um, you know, we're just gonna keep it strictly football to what we, you know, what we love seem most. Seem to know a lot about. Yeah. So and, and I mean and we don't know everything, but it's something we enjoy doing together and, you know, something that we feel like we can we can put our best foot forward. Right. Speaking of talking about our, our uh putting a, you know, ha- having this knowledge in football, I thought, Kevin, it would be fun to put our foot, Walford football knowledge to the test. Ooh. And you're going to be on test. I'm the teacher today, and you're going to be put to test. Okay. I don't okay. know anything about this. No, you don't. Okay. But it's it's going to be – So it's game time. It's game time. You know, anybody that knows me and listens to our other podcasts know that I'm a, uh, I'm a games guy. Yeah. So here's, here's going to be our game today. Okay. I decided to pick a random date in Walford football history not that long ago. But I decided to do, to pick a game and go through the starting 22. Take a look at the starting 22, and let's see if you can get 10 in a certain amount of time. Okay. 10 off of that starting lineup. This one's recent, so we're going we're gonna to cut this down to 30 seconds. We're going to see if you can name 10 out of the starting 22. Now, remember, this is a random day. So, guys who could, be, could have started in that game, could be injured. Okay. You know, it, it, that, that's that's part of the game. Okay. okay. So, for instance, you might say, um, 
Let's see here. I'm trying to think of somebody. Brad Nosick. You could say Brad Nosick. Brad Nosick could be hurt. Okay. And they have to be in the starting 22 that started the game. Now, this is also – what also plays in here is sometimes they didn't start two halfbacks. Sometimes who started the first play was a wide receiver. Interesting. So, it, this is – and then defense, you know, it's sort of the same. But mm-hmm. it's who played that first nap who got considered starting. Okay. And we've got 22, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds. So, Kevin, do you have your phone with you? Uh, I do. So, I do. put – get a timer, set it for 30 seconds. Okay. I'm looking at it on my phone here, the, okay. the information. Okay. okay. I feel confident I could do this. But we're going to see um, – All right. Take my phone here. Do. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, I need to name – Ten right. players in thirty seconds. Ten players from. I'm gonna take you back to this to the date. Okay. Okay. October eighth, two thousand eleven, at Johnson Haygood Stadium in Charleston, South Carolina, at the Citadel. Okay. The starting twenty-two for Wofford. Can you name ten in thirty seconds? Okay. Are you gonna say? Are you, are you gonna say right or wrong when I say it? Uh, yes. Okay. I'll say. Yes, or I'll say no. Okay. Sound good? Sounds right. good. And ready, go. Mitch Allen. Yes. Eric Breitenstein. Yes. Britton Burson. Yes. Uh, Calvin Cantrell. Yes. Nate Page. Yes. Ty Gregory. Yes. Jared Singleton. Yes. Jake Miles. Yes. Uh, Tommy Irvin. Mm, no. Uh, Blake Wiley. Yes. Stephon Shelton. Uh, yes. Uh, Is that 10? That may be 10. All right. You're right to 30 seconds now. Okay. okay. So I have to count that back and see if you actually made that or not. So I, let's see who I, I, I should have been counting somehow, but I wasn't. So let's see who I got. I got Mitch Allen. Yes. I got Breitenstein. Mm-hmm. I got Burson. Yes. I got all five of the linemen. That's eight. You and got Jake Miles? Yeah. I got all five. And then I got uh, Shelton and Wiley. So that's 10. Exactly ten. Exactly ten. Okay, so let's go over the starting lineup and see how many well, of these names. Well, let me let me name some more out. Let me name some more out. Uh, was Rucker starting? Uh, no, he was not. Okay, was he on that squad? He was on the 2011 team, wasn't he? I don't think so. Oh, I don't see him. Look at me. Don't uh, see him. Um, he might have been injured. May have been. That's part of it. Um, let's see. I would say Mike Nyam, but I think he may have been hurt. Nope. He's on there. Okay. Well, I see. That's what I get for thinking. Um, <laughs> so Tommy Irvin was already gone in 2011, huh? Starters were uh, James Zotto and Kendall Bratcher. Wow. I forgot all about Zotto. He was a great player. He was. Started out as a linebacker and moved back to safety. Um, so were the linemen, was that? I'm trying to think on the defensive line. Like there's been so many. They kind of go squads. in threes. They go in threes. I can't remember exactly which three it this was. This is probably the most. Would this be the most notable of the three? I think, other than these three now. Okay, so so it's Ahmet Paul, Eberhardt, and Goltry. Correct. Okay, that's kind of what I was see, thinking. I, but I, I know, man, I know you're going to know most of these, but I thought the thirty seconds would make it more challenging. I agree. Did it make it a little bit harder? It did, because in I, my head, I, I knew the lineman. It's interesting that you went from, like, you went backfield and then you went across the line. Almost yeah. as if you were looking at it. It is exactly what I, I was Because I guess doing. that's how you remembered it is by watching the games. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to run through these real quick. All right, left tackle, Calvin Cantrell, Gregory, Singleton, Page, and Miles. You got them left to right. You got them right. Jeff Ashley. 
Oh, started wide receiver. I forgot all about him. Uh, Brenton Burson, Mitch Allen, Donovan Johnson. How did I forget DJ? What am I doing? Andrew Young. Really? Started at, I guess it says at halfback here, but wasn't he a wide receiver? I don't know. Andrew Young. Number 83. Okay. So I think he was a receiver. They must have just went three receivers to start the game. Interesting. And Eric Brightenstein. You got Paul Eberhardt Goltry, Philip Legrand, Ooh. outside linebacker, inside linebacker Mike Nyam, and Mike McCrimmon, Mike and Mike in the middle, Alvin Ciano. Oh, Ciano, what am yes, I sir. doing? Blake Wiley, Kendall Bratcher, James Otto, and Stephon Shelton. Man, that's a, Those that's are the a good 22 there, buddy. That's a good team. That's a good squad. Then that, that, who did that team? Did they? Is that the year they went to like Jacksonville State? They beat Jacksonville State, yeah. That was like an early – that was like an 11 o'clock kick or something. I remember that being a weird – It was weird. weird start. But it was weird. That was a good year. Man, I, that's a game that will keep you on your toes there. You, like, like we've said in the past, when you bring up a guy, you're like, oh, man, I forgot all about him. It's just – it's different. Like I, you Hold on a minute. This isn't – I'm trying to think. This isn't the year. This was um, Northern Iowa. Oh, that was the – that was just to find Shell. So I guess the the Jacksonville State year is two twenty thousand ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was wrong. Two thousand eleven was the that year. That was with, the dreaded Stephon Shelton play. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's tough. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That was a good squad. But you know, hey, it happens. We and we did this in the in the preview of the North Dakota State game. I would say this year's team and next year's team are going to be the most talented and athletic that we've ever had, including those squads. I think some of those players off of those teams would fit in perfect on the squads on the squad that we have now. But Mike, I'm, I just think, and then this is credit to Coach Ayers. He really upped the, up the ante recruiting wise. He got yeah. in some big boys, some big recruits. It just changed the landscape of Walford athletics. Uh, Walford football, and I think Coach Conklin's only only going to build on that and bring in you know bigger and better talent. I I think we need to make this a segment. Okay. On this day. On this day. And and it could be anything. I could ask like who was the kicker on mm. this day. You know, not on this team, but yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Moving forward, on this day in Walford football, who started at this position? Yes. Okay. Now, I think it would be cool for some of our listeners to think about some older ones because, like, before, like, 2002, everything to me is kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Because I was in kindergarten in 2001. Yeah. 2001, I was eight. I was six. Yeah. So. I was literally in kindergarten. The farthest I can go back is Travis Wilson. As far as I can go back. As far as I can and remember, too. And that's very, very blurry. The only thing I remember is going to Carolina. Back then. Yeah. That's yeah. about all I got. Maybe that's – I also remember when Roscoe Crosby got hurt at Clemson. I do remember that. I remember we were listening to that game on the radio. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, after Travis Wilson was the, the Zolman Rodgers, we remember those. We were still very young in 03. <laughs> I was 10. You were 8. So we were young. But I remember that. Oh, I vividly remember it. And then, um, you know, after that, Collier, Widmire, Mitch Allen – then the carousel there for five or six <laughs> years, it seemed like. And then Goodson this year. So, um, What a good guy Goodson is. He is. I mean, and it's 
I think it's gonna, he's going to go down as one of those quarterbacks where you where it may go down as like some of those players where you for you it was so good that you took it for granted, and then when you bring it back, you're like, oh man, I forgot about Goodson, man. He was awesome. <laughs> but I hope the reason we're not saying that is because the guys after him suck. Right. I want it to be like you know, because a lot of times that happens. Like you're like, man, I didn't realize how good so and so was until so and so became the quarterback. Right. Which I don't foresee that happening. Like I didn't realize how good of a coach Muschamp was until Jim McElwain came around. You know exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I don't. I think or like Brady Hoke and Harbaugh. We right. we just thought Brady Hoke was bad. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, I think I think Goodson will go down as one of the best, most complete quarterbacks in Walford football history. To me, I consistent mean, wise. Yeah, throwing throwing wise in particular. Yeah, I mean, but, what the performance he put on the field this last year was impressive in my book. But I'll just say it. I mean, I think if Newman if between Newman and Mosley, I think they got a chance to even do even more special things. I agree. Like I said earlier in the show, I don't see no reason why Joe Newman can't approach a thousand yards rushing. You know, granted he stay healthy all year. And and that's the thing we don't know really what to expect. We don't know who's going to take those first snaps. I guess we'll know closer to time. But right. Well, that's what's that's what's going to be fun about spring practice and everything. We're going to see. Who's taking some first-team reps? Obviously, you know, they're not going to be doing anything crazy. But um, you still get to see kind of what you got. Spring practice is always fun. So yeah. uh, we may try to try to make it to some practice or something. I know you got more time than I do. Um, have to get Derek Derek to do some digging for us and see if we can get any, not, get any inside scoops. But yeah. um, definitely some, you know, the future is bright for Walford football, Mike. And before we, you know, end today's show – we you know we we mention the listeners a lot, and they've stepped up here in the last couple of days. We've been getting more and more follows on on Twitter, um, and we we've teased it past uh, you know in past episodes. But uh, we do have some T-shirts you know in the works. We have the design, and we're just getting ready to order them. We're going to get our first shipment in, and um, we're looking forward to it, Mike. It's uh, you know it's it's big from the started where we did you know just recording it on the little podunk mixer and these mics that we bought for our other podcast and now we moved up to a bigger board which if you're listening now and you've thought earlier in the show man this sounds a lot better and clearer well you know we got a better board we got some different well, mics trust me, we paid for it yeah yeah and um so we've tweaked some stuff we're trying to get the best sound quality out here but really and it may, and it may still sound like crap but we're trying yeah yeah I mean, you can if if you don't like us, then it don't matter how it sounds like. It'd be like <laughs> Jesus singing to you, and you ain't gonna. Or, I mean, or I mean, if it's good, if if you really like us, you'll love us anyway. Right. Regardless of how crappy we sound. Yeah, like we've been recording on a cell phone and then coughing in the background. That was good. That was good quality. That's why we appreciate. Well, the you're listeners. the one that couldn't quit coughing. I don't know what was going. on. I was getting choked up, man. I was getting so choked up about Coach Ayers. <laughs> telling you. Um, like we joke about that, but legitimately, like I was hurt at work when I got when I got the notification that Coach Ayers had retired. I was like, I, I may cry right here at work, and this is my second day. This is not going to be a good impression. They're like, Are you okay? Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. I was stunned. Stunned would be the word. Yeah. But you know, then again, the more you think about it, were we really stunned? Nah, probably not. But. You just didn't think you didn't that think day that, would ever come. That was the day, yeah. But, Mike, getting back to the listeners, like I said, they're the real MVPs. They've st- stuck with us through all these different, you know, 
techniques that we've tried to use <laughs> to get this sound right. And so. even now, we still don't have it all figured out. Heck no. Nothing. Heck so, no. It's but just one of those things. Merch is in the works. We're going to try to get some shirts made, potentially some hats. And, Mike, you had the recommendation of some koozies or something like that. I think that would be cool, too. Koozies are on the way. Yeah. So um, we're going to send those out. And, Mike, we were discussing this earlier, too. Um, we've gotten some more followers and stuff on Twitter. What we've decided to do, um, if we can get 100 follows on Twitter um, before the season starts, we're going to randomize all of the followers, and we're going to send out three free T-shirts to who, uh, whoever those random winners are. So, But there's a, there's a stipulation. Yeah. In order to be into that list, you have to have shared the, the post we're going to have, Yep. And the uh and you have to follow us. Right. So if you ha- if you already follow the show, we appreciate it. You're already in the running uh for those free shirts. If not, give us a follow and it's uh at short haired dog. Um fairly easy. Um you can also like us on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app. Um you can also, you can leave a review on there too, right? Yeah, that helps um, us. That a that lot. helps a lot and uh if you, you leave one on there um, shoot, we'll read it on here. I mean, I don't know why, why read we it can't on air. read it on the air. Yeah. Um, Even but, if it's negative, I'll read it. <laughs> you know, constructive criticism. We can use it. <laughs> um, and we've got some, we've got a little bit of criticism in the past, but a lot of, a lot of people have been very supportive of us and uh, have, you know, provided a lot of helpful inputs and things like that. And that's always, you know, wanted. And um, I mean, Keep it coming. That's the only way we can get better. And uh, to get new ideas is for you guys to let us know what you want to hear and what you want us to do. So um, we got some ideas of what we're going to look to do in the future. Like I said, merch is on the way. We've unveiled our new logos. Mike, you were kind of in charge of that. You were bouncing some ideas off of me. Uh, got those built up. So uh, the, the shirts will have the new logos on them. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it's pretty sick. Those logos are pretty nice. And we went, we went with sort of a classic looking deal, um, just because we thought that was fitting for Walford. I mean, if you if you think about it, Walford didn't. I mean, even in the other sports like basketball, baseball, their uniforms are pretty traditional. Right. We thought that was the simpler, the better. They're on the logo, and so church will have that on there. We'll of course going to post the design here, and we'll have a PayPal account where you can go and order and put your address, and then we'll ship them to you. Yeah. And um, Probably we're looking at charging fifteen dollars a piece for them. So not bad there for a t-shirt. Um, right. And we, you know, we could have charged more. Could have went up to twenty, but we just thought that, you know, keeping it around fifteen, where it's because we're not looking to make money off of it. We just want to get the no. brand out there and get get Walford seen and Walford heard even more. So um, that is that that's the goal. So hopefully you guys can can go and look at that and. I'm I'm excited for them. They're going to look awesome. And Mike, you do. We we have some pictures of the shirts that we have made up. We'll try to drop a link on our Twitter page or maybe on the message board or something. And um, next week, next week, yeah, next week to get that out there. If you are interested, if you would be interested in acquiring any of any shirts or koozies or anything like that, feel free to let us know on any of our social media accounts. Uh, continue to like and share. Like I said, for a chance to win one of those free shirts and Mike, uh, you know, that's enough about us. We're, like I said, we're not doing this for our, you know, publicity or popularity. We're just trying to get Walford football, get the Walford way out there. Um, like we said so many times, they go underappreciated. It seems like, and, um, just with the squad that they got coming back, what they've done in the past couple of years, 
it just seems warranted that they get more that they get more attention and that's really what we're doing and um one one thing is, is we thoroughly enjoy it it's not like it's a burden <laughs> to us like i i knew we were recording tonight and i've been looking forward to it all day thinking of what we were going to talk about so um we're not doing it for our popularity it's cool like we've got to connect with some some players and stuff <laughs> that, that we never thought we that would. we never thought we yeah. would um some people we've got followed on twitter by some people we never thought we would before um but while i like as cool as that is it's um that's not what it's about that's not what it's about right <laughs> so is so, that gonna do it i believe that's gonna do it mike all right so that's gonna do it for episode nine of the short hair dog mitch allen episode mitch allen episode if, yeah mm-hmm. or terrence morris cole cleary <laughs> there are two number nines this year oh uh, yes that's that's always confusing who's gonna be the new nine on d mm, i don't know new guy maybe so young pup <laughs> maybe a pup maybe we'll have to see so you can follow our show on Twitter at Short Hair Dog. You can also find us on the Apple Podcast app and on SoundCloud at the Short Hair Dog Podcast. You can follow me. I've changed my Twitter handle again, Kevin. What are you doing? Yeah, I know, but just the job I thought I needed to. It's at Mike Bennett WBCU. Hey, repping fourteen sixty baby. Repping UC. Yeah. <laughs> and yours is what? K Bennett underscore five. K Bennett underscore five. So you can follow both of us personally. Sometimes we put Walford stuff on there. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes I, I'm sure a lot of people that follow me have been really aggravated with all the high school basketball scores. But that is my other job. But if you follow our podcast page, then it's strictly Walford stuff. And you're you have an opportunity to win a T-shirt. Right. And you can see any prototype uniforms that may leak. Uh-huh. Maybe so. Maybe and, and we can't take credit for taking that picture. No, I'm not but, saying. But well, we got we got we access have... to the photo and we released it. So <laughs> without permission. Without permission. But we're just asking for forgiveness. We're sorry if it made you mad. If you take the picture, God bless you. We appreciate. If you, you took the picture, God bless you. I actually know who took it. Okay. But I think they they should be left anonymous. Sounds good to me. Because you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's the right thing to do. All right. So we've we've chased a rabbit, and uh, that's going to do it for episode nine of the Short Hair Dog. Appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Go Terriers. Go T Dogs.
Fire.